0: All right, everybody, it's time for our episodically modular, serialized, barely serialized series. Uh, Otter Things, this is the last uh, fictional episode, then we'll have a recap episode. Uh, So I'm going to turn things over. I think, oh, episodically modular means you can listen to it in any order. So if this is your first episode, don't worry, we'll try to get you caught up on everything. And then you could listen to it. And if you've never listened to it, you say, well, I don't watch that show. This is a bedtime story. Don't worry about it at all. It's made to help you fall asleep and keep you company. And before I get started, I just want to introduce things with our Hollywood uh, famous uh, introducer, uh, the most famous person in our town, uh, Mr. Antonio Banderas. Uh, Thank you, Emma. As the ladies says gentlemen as the boys as the girls as the friends beyond the binary, it's time to journey to a place beyond the swamp. It's time for Otter things splish splash. Ah, uh, thanks, Antonio. So, without further ado, I'm going to turn things over to Miss Emma Otter, and uh, she'll she'll take it from here. Hey, everybody, this is Emma Otter here. I'm your host. Uh, welcome to our story called Otter Things. It's a tale of a place beyond the swamp where I, Emma Otter, and my friends live and my family, and a place where a lot of odd things have happened to those of us otters, beavers, muskrats, uh, porcupines, and more. So I'm Emma, I'm in middle school, and I have uh, some very good friends. Some some of my best friends are named Vaughn, LJ, uh, Willow, and Billy. And once upon a time when our life was a little bit, it was odd, but a little bit more, uh, you know, less needed to be shared with the world, uh we played a game called Bards and Big Bunnies this was before we met our friend uh, Billy it's a, a, like a, a role playing adventure game you play dice in your imagination and one night after playing uh, all our my friends headed home but Willow took a path less taken and she was kind of led on a goose chase uh uh, through the swap and then into a strange another world by being presumably at this point we know from another world uh it was a goose two-headed goose bu- or i guess technically three heads uh or a goose bunny like let's just say that a bunny and a goose uh that uh may probably from another universe or impact, I don't know, like that lived under other uh, under the swamp, but also kind of on a plane between our world and another world. Uh, kind of complicated to explain. And there the money took Willow and also her sister's friend Babs, uh, and, and treated them like t- t- toy babies in a kind way, took good care of them. But the thing was that because it was somewhere beneath the swamp, that was also in another world. Eventually, because B- Babs uh, drifted into the other world, and like uh, all that remained behind was a doll. And the same thing happened to Willow. And we, but but you know, during this time, we didn't know where Willow was. We were looking for. That's where we met Billy, a platypus. Uh, who we'll get into, I guess, quickly. But don't worry. All will be well, I always tell you. Eventually, while we used Billy to find where Willow was, Willow's mom, Francis, and the head of our community resources department, uh Bull, the bullfrog, uh Leon, or the bull, he, Leon or Bull, he goes by. He is a bullfrog. Probably you have to be a pretty cool bullfrog to be known as Bull. Uh... But they eventually found Willow, brought her back. So all is well with Willow. Now, meanwhile, so Billy lived in a place underneath, a place on the other side of the swamp uh, known as the Visitor Center. And she she has powers that uh, she can use the power of song to make things happen. For, you'll see in this episode. But, for example, if she said... Uh, I don't know, uh, the stars at night are big and bright. The stars might get brighter, at least to you, as she was singing it. And so we worked with her. We found That's how we found where Willow was so that her mom and uh, Leon could find her. But the people that ran the visitor center underneath the swamp, they had been kind of using... Uh, Billy's uh, superpowers or uh, magic powers, however you want to describe it, as uh, part of some sort of uh, pseudoscience, uh, larger community resource uh, thing. Uh, like they, It was a lab, I guess. And it was run by a uh, fox named Dr. Max Modine, and Dr. Max was not ready to let uh, Billy go. And so while everybody was out or, or the adults were looking for Willow, we were uh, waiting for them to return with Willow. And we found out that, oh, no, the uh, Dr. Max and his uh, team of weasels, uh, paramilitary, I would say, had tracked us down. So we were hiding in a a set of lockers. Uh, We'd fallen asleep, and we were hiding for them as they were searching for us. And I guess that's, like, where we'll start. I'm trying to think if there's anything else you need to know. I mean, I guess not. Like, they started, so they started, like, uh, searching for us, and eventually— like, we weren't actually hiding in the lockers. We were hiding in a hallway, behind, a secret hallway behind the lockers where, presumably, the school, this was at the high school, not our school, but where the school could just look in people's lockers without unlocking them or them even knowing it. Uh, and Dr. Max and everybody, they'd searched the whole school. They still couldn't find us, but they knew we were there. And then one of the weasels was walking up and down the hall, and he said, hell, look at this here. So here's a love note sticking out of this locker here. Hardy, har, har. And he started reading the love note, which said, like, dear sweetie-poo, your fur is like, the you know, something like that, like when, when the moonlight on the breeze in the trees. Uh, he was reading it in that weasel, even has hey, a moon in the trees, you know. But Dr. Max said, stop, what, what? And he said, it's a love note. Uh, what, what do you mean, what? Uh, yeah, it smells like uh, almonds. Uh, and Dr. Max said, did you say it was sticking out of a locker? And then all, everybody paused and realized, oh, wait a second, the lockers. And we were behind the lockers, but the, we still were like trembling, you know, as they started opening the lockers. uh and, uh, throwing stuff out of the lockers, uh, and they'd say, clear, this locker's empty, clear. And some of the lockers were very neat, and some of them, you know, you could hear them, and then you could see, well, there's, like, uh, snacks in here and stuff, uh, and it was tight back where we were. We were all kind of pressed together. Like I said, at first it was dreamy and nice, and now it kind of felt, uh, hot and sweaty, but I didn't really mind being scrunched up next to Billy. It made me really feel all as well. And then Vaughn and LJ were on the other side. But then, once again, an accidental weasel uncover. He said one of the weasels was looking at a mirror in, that was, like, to the back of the locker. And I think maybe this was one of these weasels that had, like, a twin brother or best friend that worked for Dr. Max. He said, what are you doing? I said, hey. Look at this, it says, uh, like it had a joke on the mirror. I don't know which one, uh, like even though it's Monday, you, you look like a Friday or something. And I said, no, you don't. And it went to uh, hit the l- mirror in the back of the locker. And it missed, and it hit the wall, and it was empty. And again, Dr. Max said, what ha- What was that? And uh, there was nothing, boss, nothing over here. We're just... Uh, searching these lockers, and Dr. Max walked over, and the weasel said, it's a mirror, it has a magnet, it sticks to the back of the locker, you look great, Dr. Max, and Dr. Max tapped the back of the locker and heard a hollow sound, uh, and then you could hear them motioning right uh, and there was a famous movie uh, called Hard to ca- Throw Roll the Dice, uh, die, like Hard to Roll the Die, and it had a scene like this, but the, uh, hero, the heroine, uh, she was in an um, air conditioning duct, uh, which I don't know what that is, but it was in the movie, something they have in cities, I guess, big cities. And they were pressing on it. So they started pressing on the things. And Dr. Max just knew this is where we were. And they were tapping on the lockers, waiting for something that wouldn't be the hollow sound. And they were getting closer and closer to us. And I heard Dr. Max say, What's So find the exits of these things. So we kind of knew we were caught uh, as uh, they started uh, pushing in. And then one pushed in right where I was, right into my, like, uh, almost touching my chest. uh, And, of course, it made a different sound because it wasn't as hollow because I was standing there. Then we heard the shuffling of weasel feet as they kind of got filled the hall or weasel paws or whatever. And then they pressed in on Vaughn's and it made less of a hollow sound. And then LJ's and then... After LJ, made a hollow sound. Then they went back to me and then to where Billy was and then after Billy, so they knew exactly where they were. And we were there kind of in the darkness. And then Dr. Max cleared his throat, and he said, Billy, I know you're in there. I know all you are in there just come out, and uh, we could go home. Your friends could go to their homes and everyone will be well. But you could also hear something else, which was the weasels uh, getting ready. Uh, And I said, wait a second. Well, that doesn't, the weasels, you could almost hear their muscles moving and, and their nails like clicking in the floor of the hall. It was almost like a creak and a click. So we knew he wasn't totally telling the truth. Uh and then Dr. Max he cleared his throat again. He said, Billy, don't make me start counting down uh, for consequences. And then there was another pause, and Billy swallowed and looked at me. And then Dr. Max started counting down, uh you know, five, uh four But then I heard, and I didn't even hear it, I felt another sound deep within Billy, this uh, vibration that kind of started to grow behind the lockers, and I could feel it in my chest uh, and my nostrils and even my teeth uh, as it moved outward. And it was the song, Strike It Up, uh, that she began to sing, and then everything in the lockers, in the floors, and even the lockers themselves, lifted up and, and flew and started flying around and dancing around Dr. Max and the weasels and all the lockers that were closed burst open and stuff started flying out of them. Uh, and right in that confusion, uh, we ran, uh, and, uh, like of a storm of papers, of four of us holding hands, uh, wrappers and snacks. And of course, Vaughn wanted to stop and he even opened his mouth and caught some, what is that called? Uh, fiddle faddle in his mouth. And then he said, then he caught a, bu- he said fiddle faddle and bugles together The taste that nobody wants to taste, uh. And then we said, where should we go? And then we ran into the room where where the school uh, has in-school suspensions right around the corner. And I said, this is a good place to hide because I heard Tefe say that once they uh, put you in here, they forget all about you. Uh, And they probably already looked in here because it was like in the principal's office, but in the back of the principal's office, like these little mini places, uh, they said Taffy said they can't even hold me. The school, you know, you can't hold Taffy down, a good otter down. Uh, even in in school suspension. And we ran in there, past the nurse's office, past the principal's office, uh, and uh, past you know that printing machine that prints in purple. I don't know what that was called. Uh, it smells like uh, weird. And then when we ran in, the, it was just a hall with a bunch of rooms and a bunch of doors. And we immediately realized, wait, these are just like little study rooms. So there's no exit here. And we started searching for a place to hide. There was like a desk facing all of it uh, where I guess some monitor would keep an eye on the kids that were in school suspension. A lot of dust. Uh, we knew it would only be a second until the weasels got there. So we're trying to look for anything we can use. Uh... Vaughn jumped up on the desk and knocked over this big box and out of it tumbled a bunch of these cones that said uh, I, uh, I said dune't say is this like some sort of French class thing Done dune It's like uh, maybe it's for a d- that dune. remember that book Dunnes is that I thought it was called dune. And then LJ said, don't you know that's a dunce? It's like an insulting term for troublemakers that authority figures use. It's it's not appropriate and kind. And just like your brother Teffe, he's probably been called a dunce before. And we said, well, we got to hide. Uh, Can we use these? And then uh, Vaughn said, like, is a dunce like a jester? And LJ said, yeah, kind of, kind of. these cones—you got to wear them on your heads—and then we said, well, "What if we point them out in the door?" So we started stacking them with the points out in the doorway. And Vaughn said, "You can use your mind to shoot them out at the uh, the weasels when they come." And we filled the whole doorway with cones. Uh, from the outside, it must have looked like some sort of—I uh, don't know. In the inside, it was just circles, you know, paper circles. So as, but as we were stacking the cones, the weasels came, and we said, we, said sing a song like rock. Can you sing one of the rock, famous rocket songs by Bowie or Elton? And Billy just kind of stared at him, uh, and uh, she said, is, is a jester and a fool the same thing, like in uh, William Turtlesphere? Because Dr. Max used to read me Tur- William Turtlesphere, and I said, yeah, yeah, I, th- I think so. And she said, okay. And the weasels gathered outside, and they said, nah, your doctor's not here right now. Uh, so we're going to soften you up. But Va- Vaughn wasn't listening either. He said, get ready for a countdown to Major Tom. And then LJ said, Major Tong. And then they just said, anyway, five, four, three, two, one and then nothing happened, and we are waiting. And we looked back at Billy, but she was already singing, but it wasn't a, a, a space, it was like a sad sweet song uh, with a little bit of fun. It wasn't rocket-like at all. But then the weasels started pulling the dunce caps out and walking in the room and putting them on their heads. Uh, and uh, we were like, Billy, what's happening? And... and uh, Then she started singing, because first she sings uh, throats, uh, uh, but then they started dancing, and they realized the song she was singing was Everybody Plays the Fool. And they started dancing like marionettes, uh, doing some sort of foolish, silly dance. And uh, they started singing along with Billy, and eventually they just went into the different study rooms and sat down like marionettes exhausted. And, uh, then Billy said, don't come out. You're like, you're all in big trouble. Like she was a teacher and they kind of were like right. they, they, like, uh, like they were like, they were students or something and they all kind of put their heads down on their desks. And she said, yeah, put your heads down and don't come out until we tell you to. Uh, and then we locked all the, and they said, wait a second, you can, these study rooms have, and we locked the doors and all uh, like, uh. There's a good portion of Weasels we locked in those study rooms. But then I was thinking about the lyrics. I said, well, this is not the lyrics of the song. And I said, oh, well, I guess it's like uh, Billy's Powers. But whatever it was, it worked. And we poked our heads in the hallway, and the hall was clear, and we started running again. And then we were trying to figure out how we could sneak out of the school. And uh, LJ said, well, what about... uh?" Like, uh, like I think there's, like, a, when we were in the science lab, he goes, he goes, isn't there the uh, underground compost? Uh, he goes, isn't that part of the science lab? And we said, oh, yeah, yeah, maybe we could sneak in there. As He said, oh, yeah, that'll, that'll, like, get out in there. And he said, yeah, there's an aeration tank in the middle of the uh, sports ball field. So we ran down the hall, and then we got to the science lab door, and as we did, right around both corners came Dr. Max and a bunch of weasels on both sides of us. And as soon as we stopped, Billy fell to her knees and and closed her eyes and and, uh, leaned against me like she needed a nap, like she was tired out from all of her singing and using her powers. And uh, I said, get the door open. We got to get in here and lock the door for Dr. Max because they were still running towards us, you know. But they got there. And uh, I think we had a little bit of time. Again, my memory is just uh, like. uh, But then Dr. Max said uh, in this very flat voice, uh, Billy, can you hear me? It's your papa here, Billy. Uh, It's time to take you home. And then he said, and you three need to step aside and let an adult handle things. You caused enough, enough trouble for everyone here. It's time for me to fix things and take Billy home with us or just to step aside because I'm more than willing to count down. And I said no, and then Vaughn said no, and then LJ said no. And I said, we'll take any consequences you got, uh, Foxface. Uh, go ahead and count us down. We're ready for you. And then LJ said, yeah, count us down. And Vaughn said, yeah, count us down. And Dr. Max said, I was hoping you'd say that. Uh, weasels, let's start count. Let's count on five, uh, four. And then I said, we're not worried at all because Billy transferred her three. She transferred her power to us. Uh, so I'm sorry to say to you and your weasels, uh, you're going to be very, very, very sorry. And I kind of started to make this noise like I was holding a note or warming my voice up. And I held up a finger to my ear like uh, I'd seen in... Uh, music video one time and then ljc up don't make us sing you into non-existence uh and uh, then uh, vaughn made a squeaky sound like his voice was cracking he said have you ever seen what an off-key magical song does to a weasel and looked at all the weasels and they had all paused and, uh, Dr. Max even paused for a second. Then Dr. Max said, don't worry about it. They're bluffing too. And then I said, okay, uh, huh. and I started to clear my thought, uh, voice, uh, but to be honest, I didn't know we were bluffing, but I thought uh, maybe we could get Billy Spowers, uh, and the weasel seemed to believe it. And I said, Vaughn, can you drop a beat on us, uh? And he goes, bop, 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 uh, and then I, 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 I said, uh, and then LJ said, give me the music, uh, and then I realized it because we, and we just started to dance in sync. First, we put our left foot, across, like our left foot, we step forward, left over right, right over left, uh, arms down, leaning forward, two hops back, uh hop on your right leg, a 360-degree spin. We They kick your thumb back uh, like you're telling And we were singing this song. Uh, and the weasels and Dijamax, they were just stunned because it, they, what they did, it was so flawless and natural. But that was because we had, heard, 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 uh, that's because we had rehearsed this so many times uh, for this talent show we were going to enter because it's a song, uh, everybody dance now, and we're going to do it, uh, we're going to do it in, as, we're going to do it as, like, characters we were studying in our literature class, for, and then we just, and we, so we practiced it all, uh, but then, like we said, wait a second, we'll be the only ones that enjoy this, uh, so we just did it for ourselves in the end. We just got nervous. We didn't enter the talent show, but we knew the dance back and forth. Uh, but I'd forgotten about it because it had been a couple of years. And then I started singing, going to make you sweat till you cheese. Uh, is that gross enough? Indeed. And then uh, Vaughn and LJ said, you know, going to make you sweat, baby. Let the rhythm move you. It was a whole thing. uh, and everybody, their jaws were just wild. Uh, but I was, like, full of confidence. I was staring at Dr. Max and the weasels because, again, they were like, there's no way they could be just dancing like this, uh, just on their own. Uh, uh, maybe Billy was still, like, I think in the back of the minds, even Dr. Max, saw, maybe Billy was actually using her powers with her eyes closed or something. But then Dr. Max shook his head and said, no, 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 three, two. And then as he got to two, the whole building shook. Uh, and that's when everybody stopped, even us. Uh, and it shook again. And we heard this click, click, clicking. And then it shook uh, again. And then coming, running down the hall, we heard the, actually the pitter-patter of little feet, uh, and then an Adi Ruxpin ran down the hall underneath all the weasel's legs, slid with style right up to us, uh, and then popped back up and looked at us. Uh, and Vaughn jumped and squealed because he thought it was a bug, uh, but it was really just an Adi rockspin. And uh, Adi Ruxpin said, nice moves, Willow. That's really good. Winkity-wink. Uh and, uh, we said, "Why well, we were, we were stunned. Everybody was stunned. And then Odie uh, Adi Ruxman said, I'd duck into that lab right now. And then everything shook again. And as we grabbed the door to the lab, uh, bursting like through the walls and the ceiling was the giant, uh, goose bunny. And it was, uh, hopping down the hall. It looked very unhappy. And then I realized that, uh. Uh, the Audi Ruxton was shaking off all sorts of carrot and peanut butter and we closed the door. But, uh, what I know now is that bunny went down the hall and was grabbing weasels with its ears and its goose heads and Dan, you know, kissing them very strongly. And they were all trying to stop it and it was hopping and, uh, it hopped on Dr. Max to give him an extra hug and kiss, uh, and Adi ruck held on to Dr. Max, uh, uh, and then the goose bunnies tried to lick Dr. Max and all the, uh, carrot shreds and, um, peanut butter or whatever. And meanwhile, we closed the door to the lab and, and locked it, uh, but it, 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 it like, hoping that the bunny would just go away or something. And then we put Billy down and we tried to, like, uh, give her some water and we heard the weasels like, you know, trying to get out of the way of the bunny and saying, I'm not a carrot, stop licking me, uh, uh, and all that stuff. Uh, and then we heard the bunny kind of saying, go to sleep and sing some of them to sleep, uh. And it was quiet, and we said, okay, that's good. The bunny good. And then, of course, no, 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 the bunny doors ripped The bunny's used its ears like arms and ripped a floppy ear to the door right off its hinges. And uh, LJ said, grab some beakers and a Bunsen burner. We'll stop this thing. And we said, but we got to hook it up to a hose and then find the teacher should keep it everything. So we were throwing beakers and uh, test tubes at it. And Vaughn was trying to hook up a Bunsen burner, uh, uh, but then it was just kind of deflect everything with its ears and its goose heads. But they also didn't seem to like, obviously, having that stuff thrown at it. And uh, again, Vaughn was trying to say, "Get, get this thing up!" Uh, and then Vaughn stood up and remember, just bluffed like it had a bun- He had a Bunsen burner. And the bunny took its ears and picked Vaughn up and uh, had him gently rested, laid him on the ground so he would rest uh, and not get in the way. And then LJ came and uh, just 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 kind of dove on the bunny, uh, which didn't work, and it gently placed LJ to the side so he could rest and without being able to help anymore. And then I stood in front of him, and I said, no, N-O, leave us alone. We're just kids. Uh, you already bothered our friend Willow, and we're not toys. We're not carrots. Go home and leave us alone. And then one of the gooseheads kind of stared at me and then kind of coughed and then spat out uh, an Adi Ruxpin, a different part of Ruxpin parts, and uh i said gross uh, and i said you know what i don't think you want this and i don't think you really uh i don't believe you're really here uh, but it's uh, it, it didn't it didn't seem to say like it wasn't listening to me and I said we play this game called bards and big bunnies and sometimes there's uh, beings that are just acting on instinct are you sure you're not acting on instinct uh and something about that word instinct, I think, made it Burke its ears up or something. I said, do you just want one of us as a toy? You tried to take a willow, and now you're going to try to take Billy? I'll go with you. Me. And I, I said, me. And it looked at me, and I said, I'll come with you if you leave all them alone, all my friends alone, and leave and I said, do you understand? Uh, and uh, it, it nodded. And I said, okay, let's, I'll go with you then. Just leave them alone. And it kind of stared at uh, Billy for a while because I think he had some connection to Billy. But I said, I'll go with you. I'm, I'm the most, like, look at me. I'm, I'm, I'll make a great toy. Googly, googly, goo. And I said, you could even wrap me up. And then it, like, uh, st- pulled out a-, a goose thing, went into its bunny fur and pulled out a swaddling blanket. And LJ even said no, like, but LJ was so tired and rested that, uh, said, no, we'll, we we'll, we'll, Emma, no. And I said, yeah, I'll go with you and, uh, I'll go to your bunny world, uh, just don't be rough with anybody else here in our world, okay let's just go back to your world in the tracing paper tower or wherever it is you live uh, and I'll be your big baby if that's really what you want uh, And then one of the bunnies one of the bunnies goose heads started to kind of pat down my head. Uh, and then it started to kind of start to swaddle me in his his swaddling blanket. And you know what? I wasn't really worried because, uh, I did realize the big bunny stuff and me, I wasn't being a method actor, uh, but I guess I was in an adventure and I said, well, this is what it's going to take. Uh, all will be well. I'll figure this out, uh. And because some people said it was so courageous and so brave and that, you know, that uh, they could have made a a series just about me and and what I was willing to do and not about all my friends and everything they did. But I said it wasn't brave. It was just what needed to be done at the time. And I knew it was going to work out. I didn't know how, but I had some confidence. I said, I could probably live with a bunny. I mean, I didn't want to, but. It was a choice. I didn't want the bunny to uh, deal with my friends in in a non polite way or my new friend, uh, Billy. Uh, So it started to swaddle me, and uh, I said, okay. And then it started to sing to me, and I said, okay. And I started to kind of start to feel strange uh, because I was, well, first of all, swaddled in a full size. hadn't been swaddled in, like, whatever, 10 to 11, 12 years. And I felt like it was singing me a lullaby, but I was, like, getting transported, like, into that dreamy place you go when you're asleep. Uh, But it was different. I could see a world that wasn't our world. Uh, But I was like, okay, here I go. And I felt myself fading and and turning into a doll. It was weird, Uh, I'll say. And then I heard something move uh, behind the bunny and then I heard Billy's voice say no uh, stop uh, this stops here and uh, the, the, like I said, the bunny stopped singing and then I saw Billy standing and the bunny turned and looked at Billy and it made kind of like a like a geese hiss or whatever Billy said, it's time for you to go home, and it's time for us to wrap this up and unwrap my friend. And I said, oh, wait a second, Uh, Billy's going to sing a song. And Billy kind of made a look at me, like, uh, to to use my teeth to unwrap the tie, and I did. I pulled the—I started to de-swaddle myself, I guess because, you know, I'm not a little baby. I could pull the swaddle out with my teeth. And I thought, this is awesome, because I could tell Billy was starting to sing. I didn't know what it was about. Uh, And I said, oh, great, Billy's going to save me. She's going to deal with this bunny and send it home, and everything's going to be well. Just how I wanted it to turn out, just like before, I was willing to do something. But now, you know, I didn't see it as related, but I said, well, now things are going to work out great, and then Billy can live with us or whatever. And all will be well, but we know that sometimes all will be well and not in the way we expect, you know, because uh, uh, we just, uh, you know, it doesn't always, sometimes all will be well means you, you say, oh, it was unexpected. This isn't how I would have said all will be well, but it is how all will be well. And Billy said, throw me the blanket, and I threw Billy the blanket, and then she started running around the goose and swaddling it. uh, And she said, it's time for you to go home now. And she started singing a song from a distance, like from a distance the world looks blue and green and snow-capped swamps uh, or something, you know, from a distance there's harmony And it echoes through the land, a voice of hope and peace uh, through every swamp-based being. And she swaddled, and then she held the, she swaddled the goose bunny, not just in her swaddling blanket, but in her arms. uh, And she was singing to the bunny, and she said, I'm going to take you home to your world where you belong. And I said, and then you'll be back? Uh, And she looked right at me and you know, tears rolled down her eyes, uh, and I said, "Oh dear, I guess that means no." And she said, "Goodbye, Emma. Goodbye, my better than best friend." And I could only say goodbye. I couldn't. I could only say it with my mouth and not my voice. Uh, and she kept singing, and they started to fade in and out, and fade in and out, and. Uh, I guess, like, kind of what happened after that kind of faded out of my mind. Uh, I guess eventually they faded away. But for me, it kind of faded into my tears, and I guess maybe I fell asleep from exhaustion or sadness or something. But what happened was that, uh, I guess, Dari and Taffey's plan had worked out. They had, like... A, done a ruse uh, to let the our community resource department and the regional community resource department know what Dr. Max was up to. So they had sent uh, authority figures to come and they came to the school and uh, they said, oh, we're, we're here to, uh, re, you know, community-based services and to help, uh, what's going on with all these weasels and these, these are unauthorized authority figures and who's, what's Dr. Max doing? And so they took, they said, well, we're going to have to deal with some consequences for all of you. So they took them away and they brought us all. Uh, my parents were there and Dari and Teffe. And eventually we, uh, We all, like, you know, got actually because our community rallied around us and made sure that we slowly recovered our physical health and, you know, had the resources to deal with everything and process everything that had happened. And we're validated on the oddness of it all. And, I mean, quickly it became like something that just people kind of remember in an inaccurate way. And Willow was there getting even more recovery services uh, so that she could, you know, marshal her own healing process too. And slowly all of our health uh, started to restore. And we saw Willow and we visited her as she was like, uh, you know, like getting better and healthier in her journey And our community was there for us and our family. I mean, my family's kind of there. And, you know, Tefe was like, oh, yeah, like, uh, whatever. But Tefe was a little bit bit different. And soon it was uh, like a season of giving and Willow was smiling again and we got a new... uh, we got a new adventure to play in bards and big bunnies. Dari had given Tefe a new audio, like a new use to like rebuild Audi Rock Spindal, And she said, just so you know, this doesn't mean anything though. really, Just so you know. but they stayed close. So I don't know what that mean, really means. I don't know. And soon we returned to playing bards and big bunnies and we had this renewed vigor of the game. Because it, it, instead of, like, it, it, like our imaginations were more expanded with more possibilities and then a visceralness that uh, some of this was real, but it was also fun. It was, uh, I don't know, we just really enjoyed it. And, I don't know, we just felt closer. You know, three of my best friends uh, were there, Willow, Vaughn, and LJ. And then at night, you know, when I would be home, I would miss uh, Billy but I also felt like she was there, like, singing to me. I could feel her presence. I could feel the vibration of her voice. Uh, and I kind of imagined her in another world, snuggling with the singing to the bunny and singing to me at the same time. And I would look at the night sky and say, okay, this is like the def- five, a mouse in a movie we saw, which would look at the sky and maybe Billy and the bunny were together looking at the sky. And they said, okay, well, all's well. It's not the well I wanted, but all is well. Now, little did I know that Billy was not with the bunny. She was out there, uh, and she had, I guess she, had, I, I don't know exactly, but, uh, You think she had brought the bunny back to the bunny's world, but she had returned to our world. And she was resting. She was living in the tree where we have the community research fair since it was still months off. And, uh, Leon was watching over her and bringing her food and blankets and comic books and also bards and big bunnies and novels, uh, Which she was reading, and she needed a lot of rest. uh, But she she had everything she needed uh, to rest. uh, But we didn't know then. And at night she would sing, and I would feel her presence close by, because even though I didn't know it, she was nearby. And I guess the most important part of the story was, uh, you know, uh, Willow. Uh, Dari and Francis' family unit was restored. But it was, their life had changed. They had this new appreciation of one another, this new joy, uh, and this new awareness of how important life was and how important it was to accept things that weren't so perfect. And just how important love was. Uh, and supporting one another and being part of a community. And they really just started to treasure not every moment because they weren't perfect, but a lot of moments, uh, and laugh even more knowing, uh, you know, that there's odd things in the world, uh, but when I mention the pieces of imperfection, there is one part of the story I have to kind of close with a little secret uh, to tide you over, a little secret Willow was keeping. Uh, she was keeping it from all of us because, like, uh, on her side, like, underneath her fur on her right side, if you kind of reached under, right under on her side rib cage, there was some. Uh, what is that stuff called? Velcro. And, you know, that's not normally on a person, you know, an organic being. And if you pulled the Velcro up, uh, there was a plastic panel on there. Uh, like a, just a, kind of that hard, soft plastic, like a doll, like her body had changed in that one spot to a doll. And when she pulled up the Velcro and pushed on that spot, uh, she kind of made this—it uh, was a very quiet—baby uh, cry. It, w- it was like a, some sort of a mechanism, a mechanical one. But when that cry came, she would see that other world where the bunny was uh, running around in a field of carrots, finally free but also the strange tower going from one world to another world uh, through a piece. And she said, but it wasn't a dream because she was wide awake and she would only do it when she was alone. And she didn't really tell anybody about it. Uh, It was odd. Uh, It was another odd uh, thing. Uh, but all, all in all, it was also a reminder that, uh, at least for now, all will be well as you get some rest. Uh, thanks for journeying to our swamp and hearing our tale of odd things that had happened. Maybe one day we'll speak again. But it's been my pleasure uh, to talk to you as uh, Emma Otter uh, reporting. Good night.